episode 72 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about perfectly good games. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about getting rid of perfectly good games from our collections. This is part two as we continue with games from the top 1,000 on Board Game Geek. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about calling perfectly good, well-rated games. We have broken into the top 1,000, and we just shot halfway through it. This is number 576. Now, Aquatica, I think this is a good game, and I like this game, but I started, I played it solo some, and there's a chaining thing that happens, and unless I'm playing this game wrong, which is 100% a possibility, I keep expecting it to be more restrictive than it is, almost the inverse of Maglev Metro. Feels like something should be stopping me here. Feels unbalanced to the other side for me. And I don't know if that's just because, one, and I've heard other people say like, oh yeah, you get to chain everything and it feels so great. So I don't know if maybe I just like, this one just happened to make sense to me where I'm like, oh, obviously I want to do all of these things. Or again, maybe I'm absolutely missing something. It has lovely components. It has a these boards where you you have to slide the cards up like that's the chaining part you have like a little hand of cards not really it's deck building but like barely you don't really get to build many cards at all and uh really nice components they also have a little uh manta rays i think that you kind of use as bonuses and that's another thing just have these manta rays and these cards and i feel like i can just do anything i want and chain everything and get all the points yeah so i think there's a cold waters expansion there's i think that those might help but I got, I got enough. I got enough games. I think I, I think I'm going to let this one go, but that was another kind of tough choice, but I, I just, I think I got to let that one go. Oof, I know we're in the top thousand pretty solidly here and oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm next up with the uh, 532 beautiful game of photosynthesis. Oh, yeah. Yes. Beyond a perfectly good game. It's a perfectly great game. I think um, mm-hmm. it's, the components are wonderful. Uh, you're planting trees, and then there's like this sunlight thing that moves around the board that yeah. helps grow the trees. It's one that just doesn't get played, and I don't know that I can tell you exactly why. It's just, I think the last time I played it was your house three Ooh. and a half years ago. Like That has been a while. You have to just accept reality at some point, regardless of whether that reality even initially makes sense. And the reality is I'm not playing photosynthesis. So yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And I will say I've played most of Evergreen solo. Like I, I don't think I quite did it right, but I was kind of learning the game and playing it solo. It's by the same person that made photosynthesis. And I think that it's just a better version of photosynthesis. The theme is very similar. You kind of have trees, you're growing them up, but you have your own player board. I think for me, I like that more instead of being on that shared board of photosynthesis. I kind of feel like if I had photosynthesis and played evergreen, I might've gotten rid of, I might've gotten rid of photosynthesis and just kept the other one. Okay, good. Now we have um, a few that we've kind of grouped together because really I have the Alhambra big box and the Port Royal big box despite them both saying big box in their title. I think the Port Royal big box could fit into the Alhambra one two and a half times. The Alhambra (laughs) one, it's a massive box. And I just thought, I've seen these queen big boxes before. It came onto Kickstarter and I thought, why not? 
let's go. Let's just go big box. Let's just get everything and see how that goes. It is excellent. Like I'm saying nothing uh, to negative about the quality of what is in there. It is great. There are clear trays for like everything, like those game trays. I don't know. It's really that brand, but that style, there's a acrylic tower to put all of the Alhambra tiles in. There were like so many different versions inside that big box. And then it came with another box, which was like a bunch of different designers did tiny little mini expansions for Alhambra. And to get through just all the content in that box would take multiple game days and tons of plays of Alhambra. And I think that would be great if you only intend to own a few games or if you're a collector. If you're not one of those two things, uh, then you have a, you have so much content that you won't won't get through, and that's kind of the situation that we were in. Like we played regular Alhambra once, and if you're not like, well, this is it for the next two months, we are just doing Alhambra. There was so much to get through in there. I don't know how much you can mix and match it. I have a, I have other like kind of big boxes of things now, and I think Alhambra was just like. This is not our jam so much that I want to keep it really. I think the big place tiles together uh, take up too much space, probably game um, that I am keeping that came finally this month was the big edition for Castles of Mad King Ludwig that I'm keeping. And kind of in light of that, I was like, yeah, we better go ahead and get this Alhambra out of here. Right. Yeah. So the big box edition is unranked, but regular Alhambra is ranked at 508. Again, Great game. It also has an app. I think that it might be on Board Game Arena as well. So great ways to try it out and still play it. I doubt they have all the big box content on Board Game Arena. Uh, But still, you can still give it a play. I know that we have the app too. Uh, I can let the big box go. And then Port Royal, this this one is also on kind of a maybe shelf. It's been selected and then eh, it wasn't put into a box right away. I think that maybe I just don't really care enough for the big box. It's just a lot of cards and keeping them all organized. I took out the insert and like put baggies on them and labels just to keep all the cards straight instead of whatever came in there. I I think I like it. I think it's I think it's fun, but I, I don't see it getting played a whole lot. And I didn't like the solo version in there so much that I I know that I would play that a lot either. Again, the big box was unranked, but regular Port Royal is ranked at 491 overall. Another reason I thought like, yeah, maybe I should give this a little more of a try being uh, well-respected and regarded. Emotep, also on Board Game Arena. So many great games on Board Game Arena. Uh, It's ranked 472. There's something interesting about this game, and I don't know, like... I like the way that it works. Like I like the mecha- I like the mechanism by which the game's executed. You have these boats, you have to send your boat somewhere and you kind of block ports for the other person. And then you're collecting these stones and putting them out. But like everyone sort of gets to choose how they're doing what, when. So you're trying to decide, oh, do I need to get stones right now? Should I refill my stone yard? Or should I go ahead and send this boat out? And if I send this little boat out to this type of tile, because there are different actions on each one about how you put your stones out. So it's just very different every time you play and then also the person you play against. I've heard there's a dual version, a two-player only version, and I want to give that a try. This box is like 
very big with not a lot in it. I just feel like, one, play it on Board Game Arena. Two, probably usually be playing it two-player, so I'd like to see what that's like. And uh, just kind of let the regular one go. But yeah, 472 overall on Board Game Geek. That's Emotep. I'm coming in next at 426 with what is an incredible game. Yeah. Wonderful game of Mystic Veil, card crafting, the first of its kind that I'm aware of. Yeah, did John Declare was doing yeah. this Edge of Darkness, I think. And that's what's in, um, not to the same extent as Mystic Veil, Dead Reckoning, also John Declare. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's a high recommendation. I'm getting rid of this because I played the app so oh. much for a while. Yeah. And the app's great. Honestly, the app yes. is really, really good for this. I don't know that anyone would want to play with me. Like, again, it's not probably one where someone mm. else is picking it up and it's going to be fun. Because, like, once you play something so much, I've played this so much on the app. Yeah. That uh, I think I'm good. I'll find, I'll just go on there sometimes and, mm-hmm. uh, and craft some cards. Uh, I don't know that I need the box. Let somebody else enjoy it. And with card games on apps, ooh, they're pretty good because you don't have to do, you just don't have to shuffle. And. Yep. It, and this, you do have to shove all those in those little sleeves and you do have to like kind of shuffle, you know, like you have to manage that in a way that is great for this physical game to happen. But mm-hmm. boy, when you put it in the digital implementation, it just goes ahead and adds, it just adds a thing to the card and then sure does. It's right done. There. Yeah. It's perfect. Yep. No, it's super good. Recommend. Like, if you yeah. only ever play the app, you may not even appreciate it. Like, we started off playing the actual game first, but play both. I think it's good. Now, we take a pretty big jump up to 281. I had um, no idea, let me just say. I had no <laughs> idea. Now, as I guess the resident party game player yeah. here, I did decide to finally get rid of Telestrations. Now, the version that I have is the uh, up to 12 person telestrations and i've already made comments about how i don't have just some line of people showing up to play games you know on a thursday night Mm -hmm. certainly not four definitely not 12 telestrations if you've never played it super great holiday game with the family what it is is there's a dry erase flip book and each person will have a word that you are playing um based like telephone with you know Mm -hmm. you say a word the next person says the word but you're drawing it and guessing it So one player draws that and then flips it. The next player looks at the drawing, writes what they think it is. Flip again, next person draws it. So, like, it's really, it's very simple. It is so much fun. You Mm. will cry laughing, in my opinion. (laughs) I would be shocked if you do not. It is so good. Yeah, I think there's some stream, I can't remember which one it was, and they use a different name, but it's the same game. And I think there's a online implementation of it, but it's it's called something else. You're absolutely right. There is a site for it. I forget what it's called okay. now, but it is. Yeah. Okay. You may write something that it def- like you know it wasn't that. Right. Um, but now that's still the next person's <laughs> challenge to draw. If someone gets it right, if they like if if one of the books is right all the way through, like you don't that doesn't feel like a success. Oh, you've lost the game for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just ice cream cone, drawing an ice cream cone. I guess ice cream cone, drawing on a... No. Yeah. That's not what you want at all. Like, And I think that's maybe what's so good is that people that are not great guessers and not great drawers will make that game the most fun in the world. Yeah. Because then, then when you... Because you do this like reveal at the end where you start at the beginning and be like, okay, my word was, you know, ice cream cone. Obviously, I drew an ice cream cone. And you see the guess and it's like... 
King Kong, really? You thought that was King Kong that I drew <laughs> there? Like, you know, and then it, it becomes this funny thing that yeah. the next person is drawing King Kong, the next person guesses, whatever, you know, like it just becomes, yes. it derails so rapidly that it's so good. Right, right. It's probably telling us an important message about communication as well. Oh, for sure. But yeah, it unlike real life, it's way more fun when it goes awry than when it's like, that's exactly the <laughs> message that I intended to give you. For sure. So my next one, Gosh, ranked number 270. I wouldn't have thought that. And that's not that's not a dig. It's just, one, I didn't think Talstrations was up here. And this, I would have thought, like, maybe top 1,000 or so. And that is Imperial Settlers. There are a lot of expansions for it. When I got it, those expansions were just, I don't know how this is true. They were all super expensive. Um, so I didn't get many for this one. I am keeping empires of the north so imperial settlers empires of the north i've gotten a lot of expansions mm -hmm. for that one the addition of that game generally speaking is nicer it's not too different what's happening between the two and i had both in my collection uh we played imperial settlers first on tabletop simulator it comes in a box that is the size to suggest you will be buying many expansions when you don't it comes in a ludicrous size i used to keep the entire box for imperial settlers rolling right inside of this Imperial Settlers box. Then also the resources were right there for me to use. So I think that's actually what I did with that. Definitely recommend Imperial Settlers. And I think for, uh, it has variable player powers in a way that isn't horrible. Like you are playing different games. You have your cards that you're kind of executing. You do like a little bit of a tacky thing to other people. Yeah. But I think it's one of the more approachable and really well-written rule books on all the Imperial Settlers games. Really, I recommend empires of the north uh over imperial settlers there's it's a touch more going on there and i think it makes it just a touch better now prince of florence uh that is ranked 219 uh, not really as i would expect because i think i don't i don't necessarily like it as much as our group collectively likes it it's uh mm -hmm. the original version was three or more players and you can kind of just do some weird things as what happened in our last playthrough, which we actually played online. However, yep. they have a new version coming out. It's got some new variants included. I think maybe there's a solo mode, but I think there's definitely a two-player mode. It's got new art. The original art was exactly what Euro board games looked like in the past. It looked exactly like that. It looked more like a history book that really <laughs> went for illustrations. Like they're like, no, we need to bring the illustration to the history book, but it like um, more of a learning tool than like a game. So they're bringing a little more color, vibrancy, depth, all of that to the new edition. I'm sure I will buy the new edition. Um, it's not the first time that I have bought a game and then sold it and bought the new edition. I'm that person making them money. Um, that's what's going to happen with Princess of Florence as well. I'm surprised a little bit at how high this is ranked. Um, we all yeah. know it's a fun game, but Captain Sonar is at 183. Uh, I'm not going to go on too much. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts on Captain Sonar, check out our last oh, right. uh, monthly recap on this. Mm -hmm. I kind of gave my whole spiel there. So, um, yeah, perfectly great game. Not finding seven other submarine enthusiasts probably to play this anytime soon. But, boy... If you did, if that's the life you're living, if you've got a big board game group that likes some asymmetric stuff, you you have to you have to go get this game. Like oh, it yeah. is Just very try. good. It, it is an experience. It's such a cool experience if you yes. haven't done it. 
Because we didn't even we played it four player and did not even the. I feel like we still were taking turns. I can't yep. imagine if you got a group hardcore into it. Like it's it's practically role playing. I would think. Yeah. Moving on to this game ranked 171. I have mixed feelings on this because like. I go back and forth between this is a perfectly good game and maybe this game like actually isn't very good at all and we just like pretty dice and that's Sagrada. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's not, I don't know. I don't know that it's actually that great. I think it makes you feel as though more is happening there than it is. I think it's just some kind of missile. I think it's just more that dice are fun and then you roll them and I don't know. I, I'm conflicted about Sagrada. I've almost gotten rid of it before. I think the expansions are too expensive and they keep putting them out. I'm a completionist, so I want to have all the expansions for a thing that I have for the most part. And I think I'm done with Sagrada. Right now, they have a Kickstarter out for uh, Sagrada Artisans, I think it's called. It's like a legacy game thing, and there's there's coloring in it. It's a very shiny box. I th- And I, I, it looks nice. I think it's way too much money. And that's kind of what I think about yeah. regular Sagrada. I think it should be I'm not... I'm not saying it should be worse and like the component should really be worse, but it's just, I don't know. I'm conflicted on Sagrada, but clearly the people have spoken. It's a perfectly good game. There's a Kickstarter with a ridiculously overpriced dice tower in it. And it's like $250 for the dice tower. It doesn't, it doesn't light up. It doesn't have stained glass. Actually, maybe they're going to do that. I think they said design, not final. It just looks like a wood. Ah. If anything, it solidified my choice to just be like a little anti-Sagrada. However, perfectly good game. People are very excited about it. And I would like to participate because I think it is pretty. It also has an app that you can that you can download uh, on like the Play Store or on the App Store. But yeah, Sagrada, that's pretty clever. I'm getting rid of it because the app is fantastic and doing math is not. And the yep. app will do all the math for you. For that's pretty clever, Ganshan clever. It's ranked 149. I'm kind of surprised that this it's it's fun, but that this kind of roll and write small box game got that high on this list. And it might be because it's like a little bit addicting once you start playing it. There's kind of I think there's a an actual like high score that could be theoretically reached. Of course, you'd have to you can't mitigate the dice all the way to that, so you'd have to have some luck. But there is a lot of dice mitigation there's lots of chaining i think a lot of roll and rights that have come out since then there's three versions of this game i think there might be i can't remember if there's gonna be a fourth one or not there's definitely three versions of this game i think other roll and rights that have come out since it also have leaned into that chaining kind of feel so you can find more of them that are like checkbox chaining where it's like i'm gonna cross this box and i'll cross this box over here and i'll cross this box up here i'm all the way in i have a lot of those other games and this is only going away because the app makes it so much uh, better to play and perfect. it's a perfect app yes yeah <laughs> it's it's really good you said you never have the sounds on the sounds are bad and i oh, also think so you bad. should i think they're essential like it was like yahoo and it had like this real loud <laughs> crinkling Rolling. for the yeah. dice roll like i can make the noise pretty convincing because i've heard it a lot but like for me there's a um probably like casino or arcade kind of linked to that. Like I like hearing the little sounds like that's part of the mind joy that I'm getting out of this, like the dopamine hit. It's all, the sounds are included in that. So I do want that maybe real low, but I do want to hear them too. And yeah, it's one that I'll, 
kind of open and i'll be like yep this will be open for the next month until i kind of burn out on uh gotcha clever again welcome to we already kind of talked about with welcome to vegas i got all the experiences for this i think it's already in the box but this was one where i was like you know am i just burnt out on it right now will i come back to it because i did get every single expansion for it this is another one i mean i could keep i'm trying to think i could keep some of the laminated sheets and then if i ever got the main game again i'd have then all the expansions i wouldn't have to rebuy all the expansions i did laminate like eight sheets out of every single thing and that's all that was that's actually in the box right now it's ranked 143 it is good it is on board game arena I think that I just don't, now that I've played more and different roll and rights, flip and rights, flip and fill, random and write, whatever you want to call it. Now that I've played more of them, I don't know that this is the one that I really need to keep. Uh, that's that's welcome to. Yeah, it's good. And, and it's on Board Game Arena. So if you ever need the welcome to oh, fix, yeah. jump on there. And you can get, again, 10, 12 people sometimes to join you playing it. So <laughs> Yeah, fun. you can get it pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, then at 125, I'm up again with Res Arcana. Wonderful Why? game. Why? <laughs> it, it is. It's a, it's a great game. I yeah. really like playing it. I feel like I don't play it in person, though. I feel like I may have never played it in person. Oh. Only played it on the computer. I don't think I've even opened all the components of this game. Why? I think like some of the bags of parts were not even open yet. So I, mean, I think for me, that was very telling when you have something yeah. and you're like, oh, I've never actually played this because I'll just always play it on the computer on one of the other formats if I'm going to play it. So yeah. that is the only reason why that is gone. It is on Board Game Arena. I think we played it before that on Tabletop Simulator. Again, probably unofficially. Uh, I have this one. I am keeping it. I have both expansions for it. They're great. The box insert in this is great. When you first get it, you open Phenomenal. the game, you put everything in it, and you're like, well, there's kind of too much space in here, but I guess I won't complain about that. Then you get the expansions, and they fit in there perfectly, and you're like, these geniuses. <laughs> because the, even the main component tray you get has like an extra thing in the middle, and you're like, why would this be here? For the Pearls expansion, just wait. If you just wait, you can play it really, really slow. Uh, and everyone can have a lovely time, or you can absolutely get schooled. I can't remember what the thing is with all the black pieces, where it almost is overpowered, and it's like, oh yeah, you should be able to finish the game in like a way lower number of rounds than when we first played. And right. it just, it it's a complete race, and it's not always the kind of thing that I like, but this plus the expansions, there's two Lux something and Pearl something are the two expansions that are out, at least so far. I'm trying to think, is there still more room in the box? They might put something else out. I couldn't recommend this enough. I think it's a shame that you didn't play your physical copy, but you can play it on Board Game Arena, and I can kind of see if you don't really love fiddling with components, Board Game Arena would be better because there are there is a lot of like resources that you're you're kind of getting and turning in all the time. So... Right. I suppose. I suppose. And, and again, one that I would be happy to repurchase in the event yeah. that I would start associated with people that would then want to play it in person. So if, I would have if, no qualms. If they made a nice addition, like once they were done making the expansions, made a nice addition, like a collector's everything in it thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That'd be pretty okay. Uh, I'm up again here at 115 with Roll for the Galaxy. Uh, Roll for the Galaxy is a phenomenal game. It's got those screens, and you pick its action selection, and then based on something, I forget what it is now, that 
the most common one there's like a bonus of something happens or something but like i haven't played ah, it. i forget now yeah i haven't um, played it i kind of thought i was gonna play your copy at some point and now i am not no and it's one no. that like we've talked about playing and it's it's good i think it's it's kind of older school good at this point. Like it's been around for okay. a while. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that it's not bad. And I think it's more of that emotional attachment to some of those first games you get, right? You're like, oh, I've had this for yes. years. And it was right. so much fun back when there were nine games to choose from. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's, and that's cool. And I'm not like a super emotional person with items. So mm-hmm. I think there's like a glimpse of that. But then I'm like, hey, you know, like if I'm never using this, and it's just taking up space. Like, it's cool that I owned it. I can always get it again if I need it. Here you go. World. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine, can is there, there's an app for Roll for the Galaxy, right? There is. I haven't played it. There's one for oh. Race for the Galaxy, I think. I, oh, I think there is. Might be. Well, there we go. There we go. That's, I, I, I'm asking because I'm seeing that that's probably what I'm going to have to do to, to play it now. Yeah. That's not. This one was. No guilt, tough, though. This was probably one of the toughest ones, the next one. This was line. surprising. And, yeah, I know, and that's Clank in space. I'm a uh, I'm a big Clank enthusiast. Yeah, like clanking around. Uh-huh. Um, I think honestly, the in space is my least favorite version of this game. Also, though, really, I think it has some cool stuff, but I think the original version is much. There's a there's a pureness to like the actually huh. physically diving down deep into something, going back up. Like it just makes a lot of sense. I'm not against Clank in space. It's great. Okay, of you know, but it's just. I think sometimes it can feel less satisfying than the other two ways of playing it. When there's that, like, I have to do this to do this to do this to do this. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. with those rooms, yes. which you don't have in any of the other ones. You can just run around and do stuff. It's less meet the conditions. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. I just don't mm-hmm. always feel like it. And mm. I clearly didn't feel like it that day and got rid of it. So, you know, maybe yeah, I'll no, regret it. We'll see. That's that's fine. And, you know, we... we we made the title what it was to reinforce what's happening here. These are perfectly good games. And it becomes a matter of, it's like, no, it's not that they're, I just can't, I can't keep everything. And everyone has different yeah. tolerances for what they want to keep and why. And as you keep playing new games, at some point, it does mean that like, yeah, these are, these are good games that I like and I enjoyed owning. And also there are games that I'm getting rid of. This was the first Clank that I played. This was the only Clank that I knew of for a, a number of years. So for me, oh. this is my original Clank. I didn't know there was another Clank, like, necessarily, because of how long ago I first played this and getting into board gaming. Like, just didn't have that kind of context. Right. To me, in my head, this feels like classic Clank, despite what actual reality might tell me. Oh, gotcha. We have the Legacy Edition here. The one that we all played is here. And you can still replay it. We have not. And that's kind of like a balance for me where I think, well, I do want to keep this, but it doesn't seem like the Clank I want to play day to day. Clank Catacombs is coming out. And that's like you lay the tiles down and kind of create the dungeon that you're exploring. I don't know more than that. Seems good. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Now, this next one, ooh, no, not up to the top of the list, but almost up to the top of the list here are ones for me. The next one is ranked 95, and it's Twa, or Troy's, depending on who you ask. And it is good. I think that I even like it, but it was the two-player that we did that just didn't pan out. And I want to think, I was just hearing a conversation, you mean, 
by hearing, I mean watching on the internet about whether or not this game was mean. And now I'm wondering, was that the reason? I just know that the last time we played it, it was like, I don't think we're keeping this. There's a dice version. I think both Twa and the dice version are on board game arena. So might give it another try there. Different player counts might mean something, Mm -hmm. something different. I think the two player had like a third person in the way is how that, how that ends up getting managed. Oh, okay. Top 100 game. And you kind of think, you know, you see the board game geek list and in some ways it's hard Maybe at first you're getting into gaming, you're trying to understand what is what might be good or not, and there's so many games to pick from, and it's a lot of things you've never heard of, and then mechanisms you don't really have any familiarity with, and I think it is easier to go with like, gosh, oh, it's a top 100 game, like obviously I should I should play it, I should try it, and I think now I'm straying more away from that. I'm not necessarily looking at the ranking of a game when I buy it. One, I buy some pretty new stuff that won't be ranked anyway, and then two. I'm more firm in what I like and what my top 100 would be is not always going to overlap with the board game geek one. So anyways, all that said for these top 100 games that we are getting rid of, Twa is the next one at 65 is Azul and Azul also on board game arena. It's really nicely produced. I think that maybe I want to try some of the other Azuls over this classic one. I think for what it is it is very good but i think there's other sort of similar games that i like more and but then also i played azul on board game arena with a stranger and they played in such a way that made me that made me realize oh i guess this is a valid way to play azul i absolutely hate this it was the one time i almost left a game like just left it like i yeah my rating's gonna it'll have the little sadness turn red or whatever (laughs) on i i kind of didn't even care and it was just because they were they were only hate drafting so if i went for anything they would specifically make sure to not do that thing and it doesn't like the way azul works it's fine like you it doesn't it matters but doesn't super matter because i don't even think the score was crazy it was the only time I said I never want to play with this player again. And I was like, don't tell him. That's fine. And this is a me problem. Because Board Game Arena, if you haven't tried this before, haven't ever done this before, you can say like, thumbs down on this person. And you can be like, were they, it kind of asks you a question like, were they actually a jerk? Or are you just like, I never need to see their face again. And I was like, I never need to see their face again. So, and I mean, I didn't even see their face. I just saw their username. It's, it's Board Game Arena. Yeah, it kind of made me see the game in a different way. And now I'm like, I don't know, maybe I didn't even want this. So that's kind of a weird experience. We're playing it online. It wasn't because like, oh, I had a great time playing it online and this is probably the way that I'll play it. It was sort of like, I've seen what the world has in store for this game and how people view it and <laughs> not in my house is a little is a little bit what colored it. But it is great. It's a pretty giftable game. Like if you know someone who is maybe kind of into board gaming, Azul is a pretty good gift to give that person if they don't already have it. And then the crew, Quest for Planet Nine, is ranked number 49. We are only getting rid of it because we have the crew, Mission Deep Sea, and we've done all the way through this regular crew. And Deep Sea lets you kind of mix and match missions. It's a little less linear. And now that we've played a lot of crew, that feels like something we're more likely to come back to than this original crew that is a straight shot, easy to super hard difficulty. It just didn't feel like we needed to keep both of them. And that is, that's my highest ranked game I'm getting rid of. Uh, Definitely the most perfectly good 
uh, if not quite excellent game that as it happens, as it happens, it's going to be leaving our collection. Yeah, no, can't recommend the crew enough. Like it is so good uh, Mm -hmm. for sure. Which leaves one final game, and that is my game, which is the highest ranked game on here at number 42. It is Agricola, uh, which is well known to be an amazing game. Probably the first big game I ever owned. Mm. I think that next level of like, because I I was kind of looking through the games that I I have. And honestly, in some ways, Agricola was the concession as I was processing all of this, because I have like the original Sellers of Catan the original Cities and Knights, the original Fisherman, mm. like the old box, like when they first came out, like all of those. Like I remember mm-hmm. when the expansions were released, bought them when they were released kind of thing. And I haven't played any of those games in years either. And I also mm-hmm. haven't played Agricola for years, but I feel like I would pull out those old Catan ones before I would pull out Agricola to play yeah. with a group of people again. So that's why I got rid of it. I have not played it in so long. I have the app. The app is good. I don't think it's a perfect game by any means. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's not aged as well. And just as far as the asymmetricness of the cards you get at the beginning can be really, I think, dictating advantages or not and some of the play style on that. But it still is a great game. I'm not trying to besmirch it. I'm just, you know, I think it's not as great as it was when I bought it years and years ago. The components are all excellent. They got the little wooden animals and wooden fence pieces and stuff. So, I mean, it's... It's got so much going for it. It's just, uh, it's it's going now. It's going now somewhere else. Yeah. I have not played Agricola. I don't think the Google Store, uh, maybe it didn't used to have it. I, I can't say that I've checked in the last couple years, honestly. Um, but they had like the All Creatures Big and Small, which I think is the two-player one. As far as Uwe Rosenberg games, we have Hallertau, which we haven't played yet. I believe that's him. And Fields of Arl very big boxes of very many pieces and at least the fields of our rule book we were like eh, not not wild about this but it's the sort of thing where tell me if agricola is the same way when you first start you're like oh, this is kind of a lot going on i don't i don't exactly know what's happening and then you're an hour in and you're like well i don't really have a choice but to do this with the sheep because what's gonna happen to my farm if i don't i need to, like you get you get into it and all of the decisions kind of presented to you nest themselves really well where like the gameplay experience is I think better than you expect when you kind of look over what you're given I think that's the surprise and I and engagement that comes with Euro games when it's all this kind of stuff going on but it like weds itself together really well and you can really get into the decisions you're making and understand the value of them so that you can engage with the kind of like the crunch of which one should I make and how should I steer this farm forward? Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that it, it does such a good job of ramping up your options. It's just definitely a game mm. where the first couple turns are very minimal things yeah. you can do. And then, you know, by the end, you're kind of like, gosh, I have one turn where I can now finally do all this cool stuff and I have to make the right decisions at that mm-hmm. point. So it, it scales up pretty good that way. Or I think you kind of feel it. it it's exciting as right. you go through each of those steps to gain those additional actions or additional options. Right. I can't remember what that's called. I feel like there's a name for that in video games where you start off and you're like, you're super weak. You can't do anything. As you keep playing through the game, 
you're gaining all these more skills so that when you get to the end of the game, like in no way do you resemble the player you were at the beginning of the game. Like you're basically a, a god by the time you get right. to the end of it. And I think that not all the time, and I don't think quite to that dramatic effect, there are games that can make you feel that way because you're just like everyone's starting off with the same little bit, but you just keep you know, investing that and keep getting rewards back for it and keep reinvesting and keep finding these new actions and things where you gain that sense of power as you play where you can affect more things. And then the decisions you have to make are very different because you can affect more things. So yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And and one, one final note, I guess, on here too. I was going to say one thing that I think helps with you and I, because we talk about like selling games and stuff. Yeah. You more than me. Uh, other than the ones that are unopened, take care of our games. And that, oh, also, that yes. honestly matters to that, like, you know, and I know that's not everyone's deal, and I'm not saying it needs to be, right? If you want to do yeah. a jelly and jam tasting while playing <laughs> board games, go for yeah. it. But, you know, Your like, game. that is kind of, we talk about it in you, your and I world. Of course, our games are always going to be sellable and getting mm -hmm. top dollar because all the pieces are there. They're all in the right spot. Those kind of things. I was kind of thinking about that probably maybe doesn't apply to everyone equally. Well, and I've bought a fair number of used games at this point, both from like half price books as well as online stores that are, some of them are kind of like local game shops with an online arm, like Noble Knight Games, but also Board Game Co., which just buys and sells sometimes used games online. And I will say that there are sometimes... Uh, I'm, there's some I'm kind of looking at on my shelves right now. There's some times where you get those used games and they feel used because ultimately this is cardboard. Like this is just paper. The cards right. are just paper. And I think that can be, depending on how many games you have, usually dictates how often you play those games, at least to some average, and how worn out they get. So when you talk about nicer components, one of the things there is longevity because a lot of what's in a board game box is like the box itself like it's still just cardboard it's still you get it wet and it's like kind of ruined um yeah. but i will say in buying those used games and still getting some that just i got a copy of ascension once used and just the cards it's like you could feel other people like they were grubby you could just feel right. that there was a layer of experience Film, yeah on all <laughs> of those experience <laughs> i'm saying that very nicely on all of those yeah. cards but very often i think you uh get used games i'd say more often when i get a used game it doesn't seem that used and i think there are people you know like you said i don't even know that i actually opened the components on this so another call out for used games you know, sometimes it'll tell you the condition that it's in, mint or new or like new or what have you. But a lot of times you can get used games. It's people like us that, you know, have collections they have for the reason they do. Sometimes they're sharing games between friends and then not everyone really needs to keep a copy. Definitely look into buying games used. It's they they are very often not as used as you imagine. And I think you can also kind of make better decisions based on the type of game that it is. Uh, really big games, heavy Euros. It's unlikely to have gotten as many plays just because of math, especially if it's not very old. Uh, math and time, just bear that out. And games like Azul that come with nice components, they're just, they, they age better. So when you're looking to get a used copy, you know, the crew, our used copy is pretty much pristine. We bought it and then Mission deep sea came out so we didn't really use the one that we bought because we had played it digitally first so but card games only 
can get kind of gross, but when you think about what's in some of these boxes, buying them used is a, a great value and a great idea, and you can see that people such as ourselves don't think that there's a bunch of copies of a game, used copies of a game because it's not good. You might be getting an older edition, or you might love something that Board Game Geek or the masses or whoever didn't like. There's a lot of low-ranked things that I kept on my shelves. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for listening to episode 72. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We mentioned John D. Clare's card crafting system, and the games in that are Mystic Veil, released in 2015, Custom Heroes in 2017, which we've mentioned on other episodes, Edge of Darkness was 2019, I certainly thought that was older, and Dead Reckoning released in 2021. And the website where you can play Telestrations online, actually there's a few of them. Uh, the one I was thinking of is Gartic Phone. The next episode will be a new series we're trying out called Fans Also Like, unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 71 episodes headed your way. The next one is part one of Perfectly Good Games Culling. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. 